and welcome back to another episode of Going Through the Motions with me, Callum. And me, Alex. How's it going, guys? The podcasting equivalent of egg yolk in a beard. Ooh. Oh. Oh, you and I have both been there, I think. It's horrible. It's, yeah. it's, it's horrible. It's horrible. Yeah. It's, it's not a nice experience. I had it this morning. I wouldn't had, recommend it again. Have you had egg and ketchup at the same time? Oh, for fuck's sake. No, because yolk in itself is a sauce. I've always said this. The yolk is... I would have egg yolk sauce as a squirty sauce. Heinz should do Heinz egg yolk. It's lovely. It's really, it's really Oof, good in itself. Ugh, it's yuck. Just, oh no, it's lovely. No, Heinz egg yolk. Heinz oh, egg yolk. You've heard it here first. Uh, Alex, I'm, I have been to the pub today because uh, the British Lions. We're doing rugby chat straight off. Yeah, the British we know, we know it's a fa- it's a favorite amongst our listeners. The rugby. They chat. love the rugby. And I know you've been working all day, and you look exhausted, whereas <laughs> I look um, Charming. very well rested. <laughs> And the state of you, honestly, you, yeah. you've just got that. You've got those exhausted shoulders that I've seen before. You've got, oh, just look at you. Oh, I'm creaking look about that, Yeah, you are. You're, <laughs> you're, go on. Give us, a, give us a couple of, uh, give us a couple of, of crick of the necks. You, you, I, you know, I worked with a guy once who used to do that. He used to crick his neck. And I'm like, come on, mate. You're not a fucking Tekken film. Um, <laughs> anyway, so I've been to the pub, Alex. I won't lie to you. Um, I've sunk a few pints. But I'm actually quite happy because uh, the British Lions got a win at Murrayfield. Ooh, um, wonderful. Yeah, against Japan. And we, we had an, an interesting statistic, actually. There was a try per nation. Josh Ooh. Adams got a try. Duan van der Merber got a try. Uh, no, I'm trying to think who else. Henshaw got a try, and I think J- uh, Jack Conan got a try. So that was oh, a try and, uh, per nation. I, I just want to point out, um, for those who are uh, uninitiated or maybe might be confusing, no, try, try per nation. Which one was the Scottish one? Oh, it's, it's Duan <laughs> v- Vandermeer. Yeah, exactly, it's, it's yeah. The Jockbot <laughs> got a try. I loved it. It was funny. I was, I was, um, yeah, I was saying to my mate, you know, it's, he's, he's actually, I know he doesn't look it or sound it or like have any of the credentials or anything. He is actually Scottish. We are he is taking a, that he as is one of He is actually Scottish, yeah. It was good. It was good. Sadly, though, we stick around for the Wales game, the Wales, the Euros game. Oh, that didn't Ooh, end well, I saw. Didn't end well, didn't end well. I, mean, I didn't it see any of it. But... It was a one-sided story, put it that way. But it's an interesting one because the, the, the rest of the world is very firmly with Denmark on that one supporting denmark obviously because of the tragedy of uh christian erickson's accident was it was it last week yeah yeah it wasn't long ago and and you know i think he uh i mean obviously sadly he's not going to be able to play for the rest of the tournament but it was one of those ones where as you say i think the sympathy of the support and what's happened and and actually the respect and the credibility of the players that were able to be ambassadors for not just um the nation but for also football on the field just in the way that they all reacted and i'm sure you've yeah. seen some of the memes over the last couple of days in terms of i wouldn't i don't actually know the players names but i mean some of the some of the the credibility of the players being able to kind of you know create that sort of almost human shield like well the their, danish captain their... again I'm, I'm sorry but the names escape me but there's a lot of chatter there's a lot of chirping around and calls for him to be named player of the tournament like regardless Mm. regardless of on on pitch performance just because of how classily he in particular and the rest of the danish team handled that alex that was a good word well what's that classily classily Classily. that's a word is it classily classily of course it is I'm going to be Googling this now, mate. Well, I actually, uh, speaking of classily, Italy are playing again tonight. So, uh, you're we'll, right. Uh, that we'll that is classily. 
Is it a word? Definition. Mate, I think you've got away with it. Oh, got away with it. I knew what is classily can... mean? No, hang on, hang on. You haven't. Have you? Classily is a Can word. someone write in and just see if classily is a word? It's definitely Class a word. Class plus illy. Classily sounds like not a real word. It does. It doesn't. It really class, does, though. Cla- 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 something done in a classy manner. Just say classy. Classily. Oh, it was a past tense of classy. Exactly. Like it. Exactly. It's one of those words. I mean, it's not as if the word had any meaning beforehand because it's not a real word. But I, it's the more you say yeah. it, no, <laughs> it's as the no, meaning yeah, it has. As nobody told you, the, the English language is not a good one. No. It's no, not it's a good not, one. No. Talk to anyone whose first <laughs> language is not English and they'll be like, oh, God. It's it's a badly language. The worst language. It's it's very badly. Yeah. Um. And speaking of badly, Alex, we're talking back to your shoulders and the crick of your neck. You've had a bit of a busy week, mate. My God. How's it been? What have you been up to? Just living the life of a professional musician in you know what? good old London. I should not be complaining at all. I should not be complaining because after a year of doing sweet f all, mm. because mm. obviously there's not been. Uh, any performances any live performances mm. like at all until very very recently i should not be complaining at all and i should be absolutely delighted to get back out there and it, for the most part i am i've had a couple of really wonderful performances uh, yeah. in, in marlebone over the last couple of days but the but my current feeling in my mind and body at the moment sure. is that i've played four concerts in two days plus uh plus an audition and a couple of lessons here and there and I am knackered. Yeah. I'm done. And I'm just like, oh, it's just too much. It's just too much. And for all of those concerts, and for all those concerts, there's rehearsals before and then after. You've got to limber up, don't ones. you? No. And three out of those four concerts were all yesterday. So yesterday I played three concerts in one day. Not the song yesterday. No, 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 no. no he no, did no. them all the previous the day. day. Yesterday. The day yeah. yesterday. The and previous day yesterday, he did the song yesterday. It's not often you have to play three concerts in one day, but oh, it's, it's tiring. Yeah. It really well, is tiring. You are not half the man you used to be. You just have to it be looks on like, all and the there time. And sh- there's a shadow hanging over you. There's a shadow. <laughs> oh, yesterday. <laughs> Very good. But that's great. What was your favorite, Alex? G- give us give us some any highlights oh, or any lowlights. Well, like a lowlight. It's interesting because... All there were three different projects. There was one project that we did two performances of, and that was really, really special because that was a performance of Prokofiev's Peter and the Wolf, which you might know mm, yes. because that's an orchestral piece with a narrator. So there's a narrated story of Peter and the Wolf, and each animal is represented by a different character. In now, the may orchestra. I? Yeah, yeah, go on. I'm going to give you the best movies and music example of Peter and the Wolf. Um, and it's a TV series that I've told you on countless occasions to watch, Alex, and yeah. you've still not bloomin' watched it. But of course, is it, it, is, it is Fargo, because <laughs> Fargo, quite literally, in one of the episodes, or I think it's one of the penultimate episodes, it does Peter and the Wolf as the script of the film, and it plays Peter and the Wolf in the background, and the narrator does the narration oh. of it. Like, the what? story of Fargo, of what you're seeing in the season, and what you're watching, it they completely overlap. Really? That's fascinating. 
Early one morning, Peter walked out into the big green meadow. All of that stuff. Mm-hmm. It's very, very good. And it, and, it, and it uses different instruments, like the clarinet, to talk about Peter and how he's doing it and what he's up to. And he's going for a pint a bit later. Yeah. It's, it's not the clarinet. Oh, did they do it differently? Then, it's not actually the Peace Peter and the Wolf, or it is the Peace Peter and the Wolf? Well, I don't know, Alex, because I don't know the Peace Peter and the Wolf, but I definitely know Fargo. Right. And if only you've only bloody done what I've told you to do, you could sit in here and correct me. But until you can sit and correct me, you can put that knee down, you can take that smile off your face, son i'm not happy about this oh man no but it's interesting you brought up the characters being represented by the instruments though because it was for both concerts it was two different groups of local school kids the classes that were coming in and doing it and the conductor oh who was sue perkins by the way Oh, wow. Oh, no, you were telling me about yeah, this. Oh, yeah. Did we do this on the show or did you talk to me over the phone? No, I think I told, I think I told you off air, actually. But uh, if, if you remember quite a few years ago, it's probably, probably closer to a decade ago now more than anything, BBC used to run like a, a competition show for like anything. For right. anything, you know, like Strictly Come Dancing is still going because Strictly. Who can make the best soap? Basically, about a decade ago, they they ran one season of a Strictly Come Dancing type show where celebrities go go on, and instead of dancing, they try their hand at orchestral candle making. No, 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 orchestral conducting, which is like the most toffee thing in the world. But I found it so entertaining because who else did it? Who else was on it? I think Bill Bailey did it. And, he would have been quality. And I think so, because I think Bill Billy did it. And I want to say David Williams, but I'm not sure. Oh. But I can't remember. I'd be interested to see if I could go back and find some episodes, actually. But what I do remember is Sue Perkins was very clearly the most naturally gifted. And she was oh, uh, interesting. And she was really, really good at it. And, you know, flash forward to after that, it's a, it's a hobby or a part of her big portfolio career because obviously she she, do, she does a lot of things mm. a lot of different things comedy presenting whatnot and she's kept it up and mm. she's really very very good there are a oh, lot excellent. of very serious you know student conductors who lived and breathed music who are there nowhere near as good a conductor as she is so it was really a pleasure to work with her actually and I had a like nice little chat with her after the end of the second show which was really really nice but she ran a a sort of competition with the kids not a competition but just a little game to so see just a fight just a typical just a fight. you know like a, yeah, yeah, just yeah. a usual a like fight a dog circle. fight but with dog fight dog exactly fight, but with toddlers sort of snapped a, t- a pool cue and threw one end <laughs> in and went the winner can come with me yeah no it was brilliant she basically listed all the characters and asked all the kids what 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 instrument do you think would play this character? What instrument do you play this character? And they got a hundred percent of it right. There is no way that that wasn't rigged. There was oh, no way that wasn't yeah. rigged. So they're like, what do you yeah. think? What, what what do you think makes the sound of a duck? This little the, the, this little six year old hand goes straight up and goes oboe. And she goes, that's absolutely oh, right. Very you. well done. Aren't you smart? It's like that. Ah, they've been briefed. They've been briefed. Jesus, they've had a module horrible. on this before coming out. And Sue Perkins, she she usually fixes fights. She usually does this. I saw her the the Mayfair, the Mayweather, sorry, fight. That was just oh yeah, unacceptable. Actually, what goes yeah. on? And it was it was children that she was making fight. Um, again with oboes. Um, what? Just a bunch of children two, two, against Floyd yeah. Mayweather. That's it. Yeah, with two oboes <laughs> cracking them over the head. That would do disgusting. it. That, that woman needs it. to be stopped. Um, what she does. Well, I'm happy that you had a nice time. Mate. No, that <laughs> that was great. that was really very nice. And then um, the other couple of projects were. 
more traditional kind of concert programs with uh, uh, larger, more adult adult audiences. But that was really nice because a lot of them had obviously not been to concerts for a good long while as well, and they were very enthusiastic to be there. Got Magic. rapturous applause, and it, and I'm not gonna lie, it felt really, really good. Yeah, yeah, but Fantastic. I'm knackered. <laughs> yeah. Well, do not worry, mate, because you've got a, a nice hour or so to sit to, with me and talk about a movie that we've seen quite a while ago. Now it's uh, well, it's a bit of an odd, it's a bit of a, an odd one for us, an oddity, because less than a week, you, because there was something else that happened. Uh, not only uh, did we go to the cinema, Alex convinced me to go to the cinema. I, I did. mean, you basically twisted my arm. I mean, you you were quite a persuasive chap over the phone. I wouldn't mind saying you you had me by the you had me by the ghoulies, the proverbial ghoulies, as it were. I think it's you because you grabbed them, you squeezed them. Actually, and that was good. Yeah. That was because nice. I think to your credit, Callum, you really couldn't come up with a good enough excuse not to go, other than, <laughs> other than either than a healthy mixture of can't be arsed and don't want to spend money because I'm tight. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but you called my bluff, mate. You called it, and actually, it was it was a nice calling. You sang my bluff, as it were. Oh, it was very a beautiful good. singing voice. Uh, and we went to cinema. So um, let's get into it because we are not a singing podcast or grabbing ghoulies pod. Ghoulies, by the way, sorry, ghoulies is a posh word for for, for cock and bollocks. All right, um, we are not, well, for all of it. Um, we're not. Okay. Yeah, for the whole thing, the oh, ghoulies. Was just... It's all. It's all. It's all. It's all squishy bits. Oh, all squishing. I thought, I thought it was just the plums, mate. I thought. I thought no, not the, the plums. plums. It's just the ghouly, the blah 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 blah. That right, bit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the, bit <that> <laughs> the bit that comes down your what? ghoulies. What, like the gels of a turkey? Oh, dude, don't say <laughs> exactly. Yeah, like a jelly. Tell me one's not better at kicked than the other. Honestly, the whole thing, you wouldn't want to kick one of the Honestly, it's like choosing between your children. Uh, the old, it's like the old, um, the old Chinese proverb, isn't it? A man doesn't know patience until he sees a fly landing on his bollocks. <laughs> then you know patience. That's to tell you what. <laughs> Violence is not always the answer. That's what they mean. Because we are not a music and movies podcast. No, we are a movies and music podcast. No, we are not. We're a ghoulies podcast. <laughs> and each week we'll talk to you about some of the biggest fights, not between oboes or Sue Perkins. This is weird. Imagine if you just tuned in at this part of the podcast and we're doing Zulies, uh, Zulies, Sue Perkins. Zulies oboes. Oboes. And uh, we, of course, are talking to you about some of the most legendary monster fight sequences. And as Alex said, the two of us went to the cinema. Alex, you want to talk about that? I mean, because that was an experience. It really in was. It really was. Now we didn't we didn't go the whole hog. I think, I think for us to really have celebrated going going to the cinema, we should have like gone for a big tub of popcorn oh, and just gone. Yeah. No, we got the Percy's. No, though. we got Percy Pigs, are which we, is like our we, little tr- we, our little yeah, tradition. Yeah, but you yeah, know, yeah. Like, is it actually kind of? I always like I always like some Percy Pigs in the cinema. A wee Percy, yeah. yeah. Percy's there with you. It's Very really good. good. They're completely vegan now. They are they actually? Yeah. I feel all the better for it. Fabulous. <laughs> I yeah. really do. Absolutely fabulous. No gelatin you know, in here, no sir. All it takes though, I mean, going to the cinema, I guess like that, 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 I mean, we'll talk about the cinema experience because I do want to give two seconds on it because it was just, going to the cinema to see these movies, I've been pretty scathing of these movies, Alex, in the past. Oh, I really? Will not, I'll be the first person to put my hand up. Well, I'm glad, was, you, I'm glad uh, you said that because I'm not sure <laughs> anybody would have, would have been able to tell. <laughs> the first stage is admitting it. Um, 
But, mate, going to the cinema to watch this movie made it all the better because there was something about it that just, when you're there, when you're not watching it in chunks, and we also watched it during the day, which, again, I think there's a lot to be said for that because I'm not, like, knackered. I've not just been, like, watching uh, Sue Perkins hitting kids in the ghoulies with an oboe. I'm actually, like, properly refreshed. I can just, you know, sit and annoy you. And and that was the nicest thing. Actually, I didn't annoy you that no, much. No, you, you were very well behaved. No, I actually. was very yeah, you were very I was well behaved. behaved. I was not me. No, I think, yeah. I think you were well behaved. You're I was behaved. I was I was all prepared for Godzilla to come on screen and for you to go. Oh, fright! No. Look, it's Godzilla. <laughs> you love it, mate. You love it. You love it. But uh, do you know what? It just goes to show all it takes. The cinema could be empty, and it was a pretty empty cinema, but all it takes is one twat with a packet of crisps, and it ruins the experience. It was, there was one boy behind us, and I tell you what, he was, it, was like, it was like he'd just finished his first year of surgical training, and he was trying to open a pack of ready-salteds. I'm like that. Just op- just, I'd rather you just opened it quickly than did all this fucking, just move my hand here, and I'm just doing Because I, I could hear every single crumple I of the packet. I think you're much more like switched on to your surroundings than I am during movies because I didn't hear a thing well, I didn't hear and, a thing. Actually, and the other thing I know that you heard that actually well I, are we going to talk about this no, no, gonna, I we will, need to address this I will happily bring it up or no you can bring it up because you're the one well, you're the one with the issue you're the one with the issue here you're the one right go I, on uh, ladies and gentlemen Alex is the is the heaviest breather I have ever known in the entire heavy breather apparatus in which i've ever operated you honestly it's like it's just listen to that could you imagine sat that he does it he gets it it's like the little inner ear uh, hairs in my ear are just like wibbling to the background i i cannot understand it. and do you know what you do it's I, I thought for a while it's because you put your hand up to your face and you put your no, do do finger that. under I your do nose do i've noticed you do it's like he's in deep in thought as he's watching he's like deeply contemplating the heights of godzilla and king kong but in actual fact he's not he just sits there and he just honestly I mean, I mean let's not exaggerate too much no it's like it's honestly it's like sat next to a fucking sleeping dragon on his gold mine That's I've never known dragon. anything like no, I've never l- known anything listen, like this it. has been a common complaint from and you. he denies it he denies no, 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 no. it as well right <laughs> the reason I deny it is because hand on heart I have absolutely no perception of this at all hand oh, on it heart winds me up so hand much. on heart i cannot tell what it is you're on about and right. every single time every single time you turn around to me he goes mate can you just fucking shut up with your breathing <laughs> i'm like right. honestly pick i up this feel weird tradition for black widow you're gonna have to blow your nose before you head no, in but like <laughs> i i feel bad because i'm like i know no you don't no, 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 you don't. You don't give a shit. Well, look, okay, so first couple of times, first couple of times, it genuinely, no, 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 no. First couple of times this happened, and this has been going on for years, like genuinely years. Right, okay. First couple of times it happened, and I am totally being honest here. First couple of times, I thought you were just winding me up and being a twat. No, no, oh, no, really? no, no. yes, first couple of times, I thought okay, you were just winding fine, me up, which okay, is probably okay. why I was a bit defensive and denying it and stuff like that. But it's been going on way too long that yeah, if this I mean, is just an elaborate prank of yours to entertain yourself, then you've outdone yourself, sir. But <laughs> uh, on, honestly, 
And I wouldn't, honestly, now that I've said it out loud, I wouldn't put it past you. I wouldn't put it no, past no, you. No, 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 Gen- genuinely, it is. And, I, and it's like, it, it, talking of Peter and the Wolf, it is a Boy Cried Wolf scenario because it is it is monstrously annoying. See what I did there? A nice bit of alliteration. Monstrously annoying. Classily annoying. Um, but, mate, everything else aside, I really enjoyed this movie. So did I. It was a I lot really of fun. I really enjoyed going to the cinema for a good old monster crunch. And we'll get into it because I've got a few facts. I've got some notes. I've got some thoughts. But I... This was great. Yeah. It was great to be back to the cinema. Now, we haven't been to the cinema since Tenet. I know. And to be fair, looking back on that, how lucky do you feel to have actually been to see that in the cinema yeah. last year that yeah. we had? Yeah. And actually, to be exactly. honest, to be honest, I kind of look back on Tenet and everything that's happened since Tenet and gone, God, if everything was done right, we shouldn't have been allowed in the cinema at all back then. Well, I don't know. I mean, I think I think we were living in the here. We were living in the moment. No, man. we were. You can't. It was it was the it was the it was the twenties. <laughs> there was free love was everywhere, man. It was the roaring twenties. No, it was the, just the kicking oh, off. Man. Yeah. Speaking of free loves everywhere, we haven't even addressed the elephant in the room. What about the memes of man ha- Matt Hancock, by the way? Jeez. Have you seen this? Have you seen? It's wonderful. Oh, my favorite one. I'm only gonna. I'm only gonna talk about this one. And this is one that, if you've seen it, I know you. I know you laughed hysterically. There's a lot of and Alan not, Partridge. Alan Partridge overdubbing. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. The one. Yeah. The Alan Partridge overdubbing there. Yeah. It's just. Uh, it's wonderful. It's the one just that wonderful. starts. Right. Let's go. Go into battle. My yes, let, 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 let battle, battle commence. commence. <laughs> <laughs> Do you like that? Do you like that? I'll keep rubbing it. We'll run at the next one. <laughs> oh, oh, it's wonderful. A Not a week after he told people he couldn't love their, you know, hug their dying um, loved oh, ones. Let, let's it, just knock. It's going to wind me up. It's going to wind me up. It's just, it's, it's just, just the worst. One, the, the, anyway, yeah. He, he, he looks like a milk monitor. That's the thing about him. He looks monitor, like he's yeah. denied people from milk because they haven't paid their 20 well, pence. Well, he's the milk monitor. Rishi's the library monitor. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, exactly. Boris is... Oh, I don't know why, why he is. <laughs> Boris is the uh, Boris is the is the town bully. I bet Boris was a bully yeah, growing up. He looks he like it, doesn't was. he? But like the minging <laughs> kind. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, one who, the one who would tie kids down and, and pick his nose. He would Rishi would hold one arm of the bo- the kid, yeah. and uh, Matt Hancock would hold the other. And Boris would pick his nose, and the kid was like that with his arms out, like that. No, no. And Boris is waving his big one right down his face. That's it. Nettles in the arse. Yeah. You know the yeah, thing. Absolutely. You and I both absolutely. know it very. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> the Nettley. God, you, and you, honestly, try and get a dock and leave up there to get it. Right, okay, that's it. plenty. <laughs> that's plenty. The phrase, you've gone and taken that too far, springs to mind. So, what did you think of this movie, Alex? I mean, I really enjoyed I it. I really it was, enjoyed it. I, I, but, but I thought the monster height was one that we were going to address. Now, on 11th of March, 2021, Legendary Studios revealed the official heights of both Titans oh, for Jesus. their monarch profiles. Godzilla... Okay, here you go. Stands at 120 meters, which is the same height in Godzilla, King of Monsters, that amazing movie. Okay. And um, while Kong stands at how many meters do you think? This is great. This is great here. Just thinking. I'm gonna. Nine, I'm gonna fill it in. 102. You're not far off. That was very Thank close. You. 102. 
uh, which is the largest incarnation of Kong in history. Both the largest American incarnations and the second largest overall Godzilla in the anime universe. Now, I want to talk about the intro because the way that this movie started oh, was beautiful. just absolutely fantastic. And I don't have the song to hand, but I just loved it. I think, actually, it might have been... Oh, no, the air that I breathe was at the end, which was the Mick Hucknell... <laughs> classic i think it was performed by the hollies though it wasn't um it wasn't simply red but the way that it started you were like oh this is kong he's in skull island he's in his natural environment you know and then you see him stripping the tree ready to throw it as a spear yeah. and i thought and i think as the audience probably it was designed to think he was maybe spearing like a flying animal and he was gonna kill it and eat it and it was just him in his own environment just minding his own business but then of course he strikes the inner territories of the monarch base on Skull Island. Yes. And it's revealed that, in fact, global warming, I imagine, has, has, has done its job. And it's just a, it's just an, a mass of weather and hurricane. Um, and it was at this moment I turned over to you and I went, is that Rebecca Hall? <laughs> and of course it was Rebecca, it was Rebecca Hall. Hall. She, was, she was brilliant. And it asked, makes me ask the first question, Alex. Did you enjoy the human characters? Yeah, I did. They were brilliant, weren't well, they? Well, I mean, I wouldn't go that far. I mean, it's not it's not, it's not, were... it's not why we paid the price of admission, is it? But you know. Oh, I thought they were absolutely excellent. And um so you know what the, just one more one well. thing. The, just one just one, yeah, one little thing. One one thing that I really appreciated, slash thanks for that nod and a wink, about mm. the Kong in captivity thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it explains why Kong was inactive during Ooh, godzilla yeah, king of yeah. monsters yeah do you think it was because he didn't hear the alpha signal because he was inside well, either that, that or, either that or he, he couldn't get out mm, yeah well because he did see a couple of other like breakages in in the container that he was uh that he was in didn't they? yeah yeah absolutely but yeah they did they did kind of explain that and i was just kind of like oh i wonder if that was it all along or do you did that retroactively or you know yeah well i I, do, I i agree i did think it was absolutely i did think it was absolutely fantastic As, and especially just like the size and the scale of that container i i, I really enjoyed it it's like it's like kong truman show yeah if you've ever kong, seen kong yeah the, the sort of the truman show but um talking of the human characters i thought the wee girl kaylee hottie who played jaya or jia she was and i and i i, I loved her i thought she yeah. was fantastic she was wonderful what a... she was wonderful on screen just as herself and as far as how she acted her role in the movie it was just really spot on it was really yeah. moving it was very totally. very moving and it it provided a real kind of human element to kong and a really like personal connection which is you know mm, functionally mm. what she was supposed to do but she did it so so well well she, she she's actually from an all deaf family so it, you know she's grown up um sign language being her first language and and i i don't know if it's american sign language or if it's if it's international but i think it's it's cl clearly apparent so there's someone outside my door making some noise Fabulous. <laughs> you might hear some, always you might somebody i know there's all honestly i can't get, with drills can't get a bloody moment in the piece <laughs> i know, I, know. I don't i don't record on a building site i swear um but no but she was fantastic i thought she was really really great and as you say she's a native uh, sign language speaker and rebecca hall was wonderful too i thought they were actually a really captivating story 
And you said this as well. You said, well, because we talked about this. We said, who do we want to see? Do we see Kong or do we want to see Godzilla? Who do we want to win? Yeah. We'll, we'll do spoilers in a second after actually who did win because there was a winner. There was a winner of the fight, which it's not It's not often that those sort of, um, you know, versus films, you know, Batman versus Superman, Civil War, yeah. there is a winner. Whereas there kind of was a winner, this one there. But what I did quite like was that the audience was able to side with one character more because of uh, Gaia as a character, because she, speaking sign language, was able to teach Kong to, in some way, speak to her. And, you know, he was saying home. He was tapping his head. And and I thought that was awesome. I thought that was such a great inclusion. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, I, I think the movie very much wanted us to be on Kong's side. Yeah, yeah. I, I think because, again, because of that connection with the with with the little girl, and he, you know, after all, he is a he is a big ape. Mm, yes, yes. A little bit more relatable homo, than the Homo sapiens. Yeah, a little, a little bit more Disney. relatable genetically to us yes, than yes. perhaps a nuclear breathing lizard dragon thing. Possibly. Yeah, you don't feel any connection to that. No, not 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 in particular. I'm sure your bloody ex girlfriends would see a connection oh, to you to a nuclear days. bloody dragon. Oh my days! <laughs> Speaking of which, um, Alex, what did you think about the opening title sequence? Because amazing. there was two things about it, right? There were the music was amazing, and um, it was Ludwig Gorson, wasn't it? That was that was doing the music. Well, for this movie, or was it? No, was it Junkie XL? Yeah, it was Junkie. Oh, it was Junkie XL. I was watching. Mr. Cool. You know, I, was, I know. I've moved. I've moved away from Tom Holkenberger. I was googling Tom Holkenberger the last couple of weeks, and I was. I've been listening to Ludwig Gorsen recently, and I got back into it, and it's just been in my mind. But it was amazing, wasn't yeah, it? Was Tom and Holkenberg. That, he the, really the went. Dramatic. Yeah, he really, he really went into his element, and I've been, I've been <sighs> listening to the soundtrack to this, and obviously we've done it's quite. So we, we've done a few Tom Holkenberg soundtracks. I think he is the cool guy yeah and i yeah, was trying to i was trying to think i was trying to think of a comparison because a lot of what he does he is really expertly scoring every movie that he's in like he is really really thinking about his craft but the sound world that he uses again it's not standard you know western classical orchestration but it's not to- but it's not without that either mm. kind of uses both and it, it, it's kind of like a best of both worlds and i and mm. and he used and he also uses a lot of like heavy riffing as well mm. as if it was and i and i was thinking is he the soundtrack equivalent of rage against the machine oh good and i, I like was like yes. i think he probably is but you know what i liked about it as well is that there was a couple of hints and nods to Bear McCreary and, and Godzilla King of Monsters, you know, like in the in the Pensacola, Florida track, there was a couple of stuff that I noticed. But like it was one of those occasions where I was quite happy that he didn't lean too heavily on the previous incarnations beforehand. No, not and really. He very did very rare. He, he did kind of Nuclear Blast as well. If you listen to Nuclear yeah. Blast, that was a totally new track. That was a totally new piece of music that didn't have any comparison to the previous and I thought it was really good. Yeah, I thought it was the, some really good I think it is a lot of original material and I think that's fine. Frankly, because I don't really think the previous stuff has been well, that memorable, yeah, yeah. that that memorable, it'd be just been perfectly yeah. functional, but it's not, it's you know, it's not been that great. And actually, 
when push comes to shove, I'd say this soundtrack is fine as well. I think mm. it, it goes a bit beyond fine for me because I think at this moment moment in my life, and actually, well, generally, I'm just becoming a huge Tom Holkenberg fan, yeah, and I very yeah. much enjoy listening to his tracks. But I think if we're being very brutally honest here, it's not... So we we have to judge his music by the best examples of his music, and at the moment, for me, that Mad Max, Mad Max, and Zack Snyder, Zack, Superman. Zack Snyder's Justice League. Oh, you think? I thought Batman versus Superman was better than Zack Snyder's. I well, think. Batman versus Superman, a lot of it goes to Hans Zimmer. I'm afraid. Mm, okay, um, okay. So okay. this is my world. It was was a particular favorite. No, yeah, movie. absolutely. But he did do he did do a lot of excellent stuff. So th- yes, this is my world from Batman versus Superman, and also is she with you? The Wonder Woman theme. Oh, which is, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. So good. But I do think this one is very much a lot of his style. But there, there's two central themes. There's the Godzilla motifs and rhythms and things like that and then there's the king kong ones and i think they, those mm. are two very very different characters and i do think that for the majority of tracks in this movie it's either one or the other just yeah 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 so there's not like as much the king kong skull theme came up quite a it, lot it does well. it, yeah. it really really does and i while i really really appreciate those two very clear musical characters <laughs> a lot of drums a lot a lot of drums there's not much in the whole score beyond that but how he uses mm. both of them is very very clever and it's you know it's it's and he, and he lays it right up top in mm. the track listing the first track is godzilla's theme second track is king kong's theme and what i find mm-hmm. really interesting is the godzilla theme is just all about that bass yeah. Isn't it? yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It wobbles. It's, re- it's like it's yeah. really, really bassy. Sl- dare I say it? Slightly alien. But the mm. biggest word that I would use to describe it is just like pure power. Just yeah, yeah, real. Yeah. It's a nuclear blur. Real power. And what's really interesting mm. about the Kong track in comparison to that is it's more structured. It's more structured. Mm. It's more melodic. It uses more. Uh, orchestral instruments specifically brass to to do it and then later in the track you get a much more personal element with some flutes and some more like tribal drumming as well and i think that the difference between those two styles is very very important because this is something this is something I, i talked about in the first godzilla movie you know the gareth edwards one yeah where the movie was very much Matthew Broderick. Yeah, the Ma- yeah, Matthew Broderick. I'm sorry, I keep yeah. getting those confused. Yeah, <laughs> Thanks yeah, for yeah, calling yeah. me out. It's okay, but one thing I pointed out was that the whole movie was shot basically point of view of the humans to the point where the kaijus or the titans, whatever you want to call them, are sort of like metaphors for natural disasters. Yeah, yeah, yes. And I think that idea, even though even though the franchise has descended by this point into monsters punching each other and you see a lot more point of views of the monsters at this point like you know face-offs between godzilla and king kong i still think that godzilla represents well i mean disaster disaster but not like evil disaster he's into he's indiscriminate 
clumsy, clumsy, <laughs> clumsy, clumsy no, but nice, but but nature, right? But yeah, nature, yeah, yeah. and I think well, yeah, nature's you, you know, you're right, no. you're right. He's like, yeah, 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 yeah. you're right. Nature, he's nature, he's uncontrollable. Yeah, and he is, he is uncontrollable. And at the start of the movie, where he just like rips apart Pensacola, it's like I was thinking. Oh, Godzilla's not in his right mind, or that's Mecha Godzilla in describes. Sorry, spoilers, but <laughs> but no, mm. that's actually Godzilla, and he and loads of people are definitely dying here. But he's not doing it with any clear sense of right or wrong, or mm. you know, concepts of human life or anything like that. He's just, he's just sure, doing yeah. it because of instinct, because of nature, and I think his big powerful basic theme represents that whereas kong mm. we find out later in this movie so i'm going a bit, a bit of a rant here but i think it needs said no i'm enjoying it i'm enjoying it actually yeah we find out later in the movie when we get to the hollow earth sequence which is very oh, we'll get very to beautiful that. yeah yeah i mean ridiculous concept but very beautiful yeah yeah but totally. we get to this area and then we realize that kong's people are, are so are somewhat civilized they're not animals Mm. they're not animals like they have an axe made out of the scales of a godzilla if not the godzilla sure and you know they have a throne room and they mm. have architecture of of sorts mm. like they have there is a society there is a you know there is a some, I, there and, is a something and can i say the music as well i mean especially the piece of music called the throne was just a wonderful piece of music oh, yeah. especially it was I, I very thought it was really, regal. and the other one the ro- and the royal axe as well was the other exactly. piece of music which i thought when he put the, the put the axe into the ground and it lit, i thought yeah. it was amazing but the actually. point is the movie then if you choose to see it beyond two monsters fighting each other it then becomes man versus nature Mm, and then mm-hmm, becomes mm-hmm, ma- man yeah. versus nature where man is king kong and nature is godzilla yeah. and that's quite interesting no, and it's reflected yeah. in the themes as well because as i said uh king kong's got a lot more standard orchestral you know orchestration in the mm, instruments mm. there and a bit more structure and mm-hmm. just a lot more relatable personal themes as opposed to the raw power and slightly uncontrollable soundscape of godzilla's themes and i think just for that alone it's a really really good score yeah i i I genuinely cannot and i and i i particularly did like the ideas that you you had scores from both parts but there was ways in which and i know i don't know if you notice it in the in the final battle sequence it in the one track it just layered it quite well. So when the camera was panning on Godzilla and the camera was panning on, on, on Kong, it was able just to ever so subtly change between the two tracks. It must have been a real... De- I think any any composer that is told... You know, we talked about um, Batman versus Superman. We've talked about Civil War. I think as a composer, if you get told you're doing a versus film of two iconic characters... Yeah. You must just roll your hands together. I mean, and you know, you'll oh, yeah. you'll it's be playtime. able to speak for this more than anything. Playtime. It is because you because you, you can just you can make them so unique and so different. And it's like, do you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of, and I know this is maybe a little bit of a tangent, but it reminds me of any time there's a James Bond movie. You know, if you're choosing the song, the main theme, 
you've always got to have that semitone up, semitone down in the James Bond theme. Oh, yeah, stick and the so theme in, as, in whatever song it, it is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And as a composer, you know, you've got it. There's a little bit of like a wink and a nod. You've got to make them overlap somehow. And the same thing with any Versus movie. I always think, you know, there's a little bit of an overlap yeah, here. Yeah, We're going to yeah. maybe hear one coming into the other. And I actually think it's great. Did you... So we're talking about the plot. Oh, yeah. What, what did you think about it? Did it make sense, the I mean, plot? Because I thought... It's utter nonsense. Like it, I, it, I thought it was quite a sensical plot, actually. I thought it made a lot of sense. Within a story... nonsensical world, yes. <laughs> do, do, do you know what it did? No, well, but, uh, hey, but like, hey, that's a really great point. This was the movie that turned this into a nonsensical world. This was a science fiction movie, whereas the other movies were natural disaster movies. Yeah. This was the first movie where we went away from potentially plausible yeah. we went into not even potentially plausible potentially obviously plausible. with magic no, no, like the world of um, right, doing right, the crucifix the world, on top of a mountain but the world that they yeah, were in yeah. was potentially plausible whereas the world that these two monsters are now in is not plausible there's no anti, you know obviously hollow world but there's no anti the anti-gravity ships and all this stuff and i'm like do you know what Let, lean into this heavily and fair like fair enough you can suspend your you this. can suspend your disbelief much easier in a, mo- in a movie like this and then you stop yeah, caring you don't about even the have, nonsense you're right you don't even have to and I, actually they could have done this earlier I think they could have really leaned into this I think and I was thinking back to this I was, I was cycling back and I went to the I went to gym street after and I was cycling home thinking about it and I was thinking to myself do you know what you could have done? You could have just really early leaned into the whole spaceships, outer world kind of vibe from the first movie. Because yeah. I think that would have cleaned up a lot of stuff. Could, like, think about it, right? What if what if these movies were set in a parallel universe where humans were walking on Mars or something like that? Do you know what yeah. I mean? Just like little subtle differences. There was there was maybe some sort of interstellar spacecraft travel and stuff. And it was like, yeah, human race is pretty advanced because then you get around all of the issues of always destroying and flattening cities because you can kind of go, well, yeah, but we're walking on the fucking, you know, the planets outside of the earth. Like we're good. Like it's okay if a city gets flattened because the human race is in a pretty good place maybe. Um, And this movie leaned into that quite heavily. I also liked it that the hollow earth stuff because it was weird and it was wonderful. And again, you know, you suspend your disbelief. You allow the movie to be able to take you somewhere that you haven't been before. It leaned heavily into the journey to the center of the earth vibe. Yeah. I I can't, I, I genuinely and it showed, applaud and it. It showed a lot of the, like the theoretical science behind the concept as sure. opposed to yeah. overly explaining it. Like, you know, yeah. that moment where, where Kong gets to the top of a mountain and you can see like these floating stones which are clearly the moment where the gravity from one ground level changes to the gravity of another ground level. It sounds insane yeah, yeah, yeah. when I while I'm explaining it. Yeah. But yeah, you yeah. saw that represented and you know, he made a little jump, he crossed over and then he land he landed on the other side. And then without any sort of jargon from annoying Bradley Whitford scientists <laughs> you totally understood how the laws of that land worked just in yes. that little thing yeah and that there, is well do done actually, and that is just what that's just really good cinema storytelling right there you stumbled across something else wow. alex that didn't happen in this movie there wasn't that much nonsense script writing 
the dialogue, no. apart from one line, yeah, you know yeah, the yeah. line, but there was no real bullshit. It was like, look, we'll put on screen what we need to put on screen. You can see it. We'll say what we need to say. As I said, huge commendation to, I think, Rebecca Hall um, and and uh, and her sort of side of the story. Um, obviously, we talked about you know Haley Hottie um, or Hottle. I think is a, is a full Haley Hottie, which, is the, which <laughs> well, it's, it's an I. It's an I at the end. Hottle, half Hottle, but it looks like an I. So it's Hottie or Hottle. Um, but the Haley Hottle, uh, she was fantastic. Um, obviously, as a young girl. Can I also say as well? Um, so basically, Brian Tyree Henry yeah. was so good. he was so good. He was you, you know, know that that kind of comedy vibe and Millie Bobby Brown as well. I thought it was can so I, brilliant. Can I tell you what my favorite bit in the whole movie was, or the, the thing that just got the biggest reaction out of me out of the movie? You know when they got to the Hong Kong base and they entered the cavern, and yes, and he did undeniably a trope where you're in a big space and you do a kind of echo, 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 mm -hmm, something like mm -hmm. that. Yeah, He yeah. didn't do that, though. He just let out from nowhere the biggest scream he could possibly muster. And it was so epically delivered and i loved yes. it it was so we were both funny. laughing at that and the whole cinema was like can you stop <laughs> <laughs> it was we so like, ah, that's great it that's was a so good funny joke. though you were just like ah <laughs> can we can we talk about some stuff that maybe didn't work for me in this movie and yeah what didn't work for me in this movie was do you know and i we've chatted about this a couple of times it's when um you see something in the movie that you maybe have so how could I, how do I put this? When you watch a movie, ladies and gentlemen, right? And you're watching a movie about something that maybe you know a little bit about, or you have a little bit of insider knowledge into, it's, it sometimes takes you out of the movie. As an example, anytime we watch a musician movie, like let's take Whiplash for, as an example, yeah. it might be for me, as someone who's never studied music or watched music, whatever, you know, that's, I can be lost in that movie. Whereas, whereas you, Alex, maybe it, you can watch it and you 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 spot a couple well, of idiosyncrasies. You pick up a couple of things and you go, I don't think that's right. And you start to notice okay. those flaws so a little bit I more know the, the, the music... And you know, do you know what we're yeah, talking yeah. about as well? The, the music thing is a really, really good example, mainly because there are so many movies that are about musicians because, you know, struggling artists and, you know, yeah, all that, yeah. all that sort of all that You've sort got of stuff bloody charisma because, coming out your but because there's so many movies like that and frankly none of them are airtight for yep. you know these little things you know yeah, yeah, yeah I, i'm yeah, kind yeah. of numb to it now like i'll i'll watch yeah. there's this fantastic movie in fact it's one of my it's one of my favorite movies it's called a late quartet and we should do it on the podcast okay. actually because it's really bloody bloody good and it's about uh an aging string quartet in new york who are mm. nearing the end of their career they're facing the quartet splitting up for various reasons and the last piece they're going to play is probably one of the best string quartets ever written by beethoven and they're and, splitting up and they're, they? they're splitting up and the drugs is it and it's an all-star cast um <laughs> helmed by christopher walken and it's all now, when you watch Christopher Walken, exactly, and he, he, also he a very, very fine performance by the late Philip Seymour Hoffman, and mm. these are great, great actors. But one thing they're not are st are professional string players, and the miming in it is atrocious. Oh, is it oh really? it's atrocious for for the quality of the drama on on screen. The the 
actual miming of the playing of the instruments is absolutely atrocious but i don't care and i didn't care the first time i saw it. i think obviously it came into my head i was like this looks good i'm just looking at oh it's great very 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 good we should really mm. do it on a podcast but okay. I, I noticed I noticed it. Wallace Shawn's in this as yep. well. I like Wallace Shawn. He's very funny. Yep. He's the one who plays Rex in Toy Story. Oh, is he? Oh, yeah, he fabulous. He's, he's, um, he's in Gilbert Hulf in The Incredibles. Oh, okay, cool. Um, but anywho. Yeah. So very early on in this movie, I spotted, oh, okay, so the miming's going to be terrible in this. And then it never bothered me again because mm. you just knew that that's what it was going to be. But mm. I can sort of see why somebody who sees their their craft or their interest represented in a movie that maybe it doesn't get represented in movies as much might get yeah. a little bit triggered by a little thing, which is where you come in by bringing us back to Godzilla versus Kong. <laughs> do you know what I'm talking about? Though? No, I've got no idea. Tell, 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 no, tell, I've got no idea. What do you think? What do you think? I'm to, what about this movie? What part of this movie did something that you know that I'm interested in, or have a bit of, in, or have a bit of background in that just oh, wait, couldn't, wait, wait. I couldn't deal was with? Was it? Oh wait, did I bring this up in the cinema? Did I, you did. Oh, was this did. when yeah, Godzilla and King Kong were supposedly supposed to be fighting on top of an aircraft carrier? <laughs> Do you know they treated them like Lilos? They treated all the ships like they were Lilos. But you know what? Do you know what I mean, like no, no, they were, no, no. They were right. fighting in a swimming pool. I had absolutely no problem with that in concept. It's just throughout all these movies, the size never stays consistent at all. No, because, I know, I know. You know, they created such a visceral image of these two yep. huge concert, uh, these huge, huge monsters fighting. Mm on top of an aircraft carrier and kind of balancing and stuff like that. That's cool. I'm like, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But keep them that size then. But then, but then, they both turn up in Hong Kong and they're bigger, and they're bigger than all the skyscrapers. And I'm like, right, okay. So they're bigger than skyscrapers. They're they're bigger than skyscrapers and guaranteed they're heavier than skyscrapers as well because they're just all mass. They're not hollow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Are you telling me that I could put a skyscraper on top of, uh, on top of a aircraft carrier, aircraft carrier. and nothing and nothing would happen? Better yet, know what better you're yet, say. can I put two skyscrapers on either end of an yeah. aircraft carrier? I don't think I could. Callum. Blew my mind. And one of the ships inverted and then came back. And I'm I have to, uh, anyway. But no. But hey, hey look, it, it's a film. It's a film, and you've got to suspend your disbelief. I but get the two it, main yeah. characters it's, change sizes. No, it's fine, mate. It's, just, it's a film. It's a film. It's just pretend right. fingering. They're not actually playing the violin. Oh, okay, I'm, they're not I'm actually playing the violin. the violin. Bit. Did you enjoy the King Kong and Chains though? In, in what regard? As in, we're getting a little, a nice little sort of flashback to King Kong actually in Chains. Yeah, and the ship suppose, being taken away from Kong Sky. I mean, I, I like that. I thought it was nice that to, was to get homage. it in a different context. I suppose that was yeah. an homage to the classic story, which is nice to see. Spe- I think. Speaking of homage, I know we were talking about the intro and we went off on a tangent, and I'm going to kick myself we don't go back to it. I, we didn't talk about your favourite part of the intro. Oh. The let's get ready to rumble bit. Oh yeah, my do you god! Want to talk about this. So what good, happened, Alex. So good. So in the, every single one of these movies in the franchise, it wasn't good though. It was it was, it was silly. No, it was very it was very silly, but it perfectly set up the movie in my in my opinion. Maybe a little bit hokey, mm. but I very much enjoyed it. Every single one of these movies has started 
with archival footage type thing, mm. like film yeah, yeah, reel yeah. type things, just to give you a little bit of back bit of context. sizzle for your snake. Exactly. Your snake, your snake. A bit of sizzle reel, just to mm. liven things up a bit. But the, yeah. what they opted to do this time was to have the sizzle reels for all the previous monsters that our hero monsters have defeated <laughs> in various movies and then like you know cross them out in in good fashion and 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 i'm like all right okay i get this i get what they're what they're leading to here what i didn't see coming what i didn't see coming was that it was a sort of draft style knockout sports tournament Type thing where they both meet in the final in the middle of the page. You know exactly what kind of diagram I'm describing here, where you go from no the round of sixteen to you know the quarterfinals, the semis, the quarterfinals, and then the and then the finals. Godzilla versus King Kong. Let's get ready to rumble. But then, do you know if they were gonna do it properly though, they could have milked this. They could have milked this fucking franchise for all it was worth, and actually did that properly. I know it's great. What's really funny about it though like the 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 underlying joke to this is that we've only seen king kong do like one i know, one I know, I know only one fight <laughs> only oh, one monster it's fantastic though I, I do you know though for all it's worth i thought it was i thought it was good and it got you pumped it got you br- everything about this and you know little things like the way that they showed godzilla swimming about in the ocean um there was a real threat i yeah. mean you felt threatened and it's not often that they do that. And then, you know, we'll, we'll go to the end. You know, with the whole Mecha Godzilla thing, they did it really well. Yeah. I was really impressed. I was impressed with the Mecha Godzilla. I was impressed with how they tied in the Ghidorah head. Yeah. Um, which was great, which we obviously saw in the post credit sequence. You know, I saw that. Oh, yeah. The, the, that thing that you sat the through one that and I watched. watched. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and also, I really enjoyed how. You know, as I said at the start, Godzilla won. Yeah, we got an end, did. but it was good. You know, we, we got an end well. to that. Crushed his yeah. rib cage with his feet. Yeah, it's like, what, Jesus? Yeah, I, I must. And admit. then, and then King Kong said, "Martha," and everything changed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> his little joke there for the I, DC um, fans. I, I, I can't. I, I couldn't put it into words. I was leaving the cinema. I'm saying. Shit, I enjoyed that, yeah. man. I really enjoyed the it was movie. It's a good laugh. Um, Almost makes you want to reckon... go and see Fast and Furious Nine, doesn't it? Well, steady. Let's not get that far. <laughs> Apparently, getting panned in the cinemas. I think. I think people are starting to see oh, through. Come... It. I think oh. people are starting to see. Hang on, let me just. I'm gonna look up the. I'm gonna look at the IMDb. I'm, do you know I'm not a Rotten Tomatoes fan? I am a. I am a, an IMDb. You used to fan. be a Rotten Tomatoes fan. No, I never really oh, was. Oh, it's not doing bloody well. I'll tell you that for free, Alex. Oh, well, it's, uh, you know, I don't have a, it's taken a I don't, bit I don't of a... have that much of a horse in this race. <laughs> the first user review, user review is headlined, this series should seriously end. <laughs> I disagree. I disagree. Do you know what I, lo- Do you know what I love <laughs> about it? The next one is neither fast nor right. furious. I think I, think I want to... Imagine being that angry that that's what you if, write. If you're, if you're happy to transition into moving forward, <laughs> I think we can, I think we can talk a little bit about, about this. So should we quickly cool. give our well, ratings? 
Yeah, let, let's do this. Hey, mate, like, I don't think the music, as you said, right, this was the music. So, so here's what I was thinking, because you made me, I was going to give this two thumbs up, and then you said something that's made me think about it. I've been thinking back to it. Now, we talked of, obviously, Tom Holkenberg, and you've got to compare it to all the other Tom Holkenberg, uh, yeah. burger, I keep saying burger, <laughs> but um, the the one that I was thinking about was Army of the Dead, because yeah. we famously didn't think it was particularly yeah. great. And I get the impression that, the reason why Army of the Dead wasn't great was because Godzilla, King of Monsters, he just finished that. I mean, uh, Godzilla versus Kong. Godzilla, sorry, versus Kong. He just finished doing Godzilla versus Kong, and then he went straight into Army of the Dead. I would well, imagine sure. was his. I think that would have yeah. been it. Like, looking well, I will at, say, I think the... there's a lot more meat to this score than there was in Army of the Dead. Actually, right. gun to heads, I right. think there's a bit more meat in this one. I think it was very appropriate. I don't know if it's two thumbs no, up. No, I don't. I, I don't know. I, I don't either. Maybe. I, I think mean, I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna give it two anyway. One and a half. I think I'm. I'm gonna give it two. Well, I'll give it one anyway. then. I'll give it Fine. one. There we go. Done. I'll give it one. Done. Now, gun to your head. Yeah. Is this movie one like a good movie, an enjoyable movie? If you didn't go and see it in the cinema. I can't answer that question actually. You can't because I can, haven't you? not seen it. But in the it's movie. such it's such a cinema movie, isn't it? No, you're right. You're no, 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 Alex. I'll take my hat off to you. I'm so happy you told me to go and see this in the cinema. Yeah. Uh, I genuinely, I think, I think that was the right thing to do, and I would recommend people to go and see this. In, I would say go and see this in yeah. the cinema. It's a great movie to have seen in the cinema. Yeah. So yes. Moving forward? Yeah, let's move it. And just very quickly to finish our Fast 9 chat. Oh, for fuck's I sake. know, I know. But I, I love this franchise so much just because it is bloody insane. Yeah. And it's and it's so insane that they actually... It, it's almost fourth wall breaking. Right. In fact, I, I would go as far as to say as it is fourth wall it breaking. Is, it is. Because, you know, they, they keep doing more and more ridiculous things mm. as each movie progresses. As if the characters in that world, like, fight the bad guy and fight the bad guy. You know what? Well, you know that was good training for the next bad guy because we know that the next bad guy is going to have even more insane cars <laughs> and even more ridiculous shit. Like it doesn't matter. The, the The movie knows that we're coming in each time to see how ridiculous it can get. And at the end of the last movie, or it might even be in the movie before, they'll go, "Oh, what they're going to do now is send cars into space or something like that." And the producers went, "Yep, that's exactly yep, what we're going to we'll fucking be- do. That's exactly <laughs> what we're going to do." And you know what? We're only going to do it because you think that. It's too silly to do. Yeah. Oh, you yeah, silly yeah. people. We will put this, we will shoehorn a car, and not just a car, a muscle car with rockets attached to it. We're going to send that into space and you're going to bloody love it. Yeah. And you know, and you know what? I couldn't, I couldn't care less. There's no other movie franchise that's like having fun with big budgets like Fast and Furious is. And frankly, long may it continue. Who, who's it hurting? <laughs> no. Who Who is it hurting? Nobody. It's just it's just a good it's lot of fun. It's, tu- it's turning over a lot of cash. I mean, I, I've, have you seen it yet? Have you? No, I've you not know? seen it yet, but I do. I really, really want to go see it. Yeah. Again, just because of that. Just because of the pure bloody spectacle. Yeah. And like, why do something on movie 
if the only reason you you are going to do it is because you can do it and yeah. fast and furious is like oh yeah well that's exactly why we're going to do it and for no other reason than because we can and we want to and it's cool <laughs> and fine whatever i i have oh certain, more power to I, you more power to i you. i have yeah, yeah. i have so much more time in my life for high art and drama and things that are quote-unquote worth my time but my god do you not just want to switch off and have some fun well, how I switch off and have some fun, mate, is when Shang-Chi drops a new trailer. Oh, yeah, yeah, because yeah. Because I'm a sucker for a, a comic book movie, and my goodness, I'm excited for this. It looks, um, it looks good, but I'm not entirely... I mean, I, you know, Simi Louie, I, I, or Louie, he, he, he looks good. He, he kind of... I'm 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 interested. I I need to maybe go go to his back catalogue and see anything else because I know that you know he was in the Taken TV series. Um, I know that he sort of he did a little bit of the Aquafina um, Nora from Queens Aquafina stuff. Have you seen it? It's yeah. a very funny comedy um, series. Um, he was in Fresh Off the Boat as well for a while, but I've not seen him in anything like serious before, and I'm. Not, I mean, obviously we did say Taken. Serious? Yeah, well, I'd say this is more of a serious role, isn't it? Like he's a he's a he's a comic book star, you know. He's 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 there. He's a hero that people are trying to get behind. Um, he looks bloody yeah. jacked, is what he does. We see him with does, his bloody yeah. shirt off as well. And I just, I man, I don't know. They've got to do a bit of work here to to kind of the 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 more the story beats of it, you know, the dad son story beats, because because it's one that I. I, I think there I want I want it to be something that I can go and I can understand the plots, but at the moment, it's going to be that whole thing of how do you have the audience look into the rich kid who was shunned away by his parents and then comes back into the family sort of story. I think they're going to really. What you mean, like Batman? Like Batman? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they're going to have to really do something like Batman esque to really bring that in. But, yeah. but like it's like Batman doesn't like Thomas Wayne. Like that's the kind of the the beats that yeah, we're trying yeah, to talk yeah, exactly. about here. The, the the big red flag for me, especially in this last trailer, is because you know we we saw a bit of. Uh, very specific uh power action from the ring yeah yeah from, from the, rings, the rings and yeah. stuff like that and there's a bit of it slash quite a lot of it that kind of looks like a good 10 rings guy versus bad 10 rings guy yeah, which yeah, is yeah yeah which is very much i'm like oh don't go back to iron man versus bad iron man yeah and uh, like we've done that the, the whole hero fighting the kind of anti them yeah is a trope that's been done to death at yeah. this point yeah and i don't think i want it in this yes. and i think we're gonna get it yeah and uh, you know there's nothing to say these you know these are smart people if if i have any faith in any kind of overseeing production studio it is with marvel like mm. i think that they have their fingers on the pulse mm. and mm. they know what's what so i wouldn't be surprised if they know that they're doing that and they know that because this is a point of view shared by a lot of people in the community that like you know there's a lot of videos about uh, oh all the bloody origins movies is just um iron man versus bad iron bad man, iron man yeah Ant ant-man versus bad ant ant-man and you know all of those sort of things mm. and i wouldn't be surprised if they sort of did a little kind of flip it on the head flip it on his head and keep it just a little bit fresh yeah yeah there'll be something in there that'll just be a little bit different i'll wager and if there's not it'll be very disappointing can i but... tell you i've got a theory 
Here's an interesting theory. Now, this is a casting theory based on actually the director, so um, Destin Daniel Cretan, who is the director and the writer for um, Shang-Chi and The Legend of the Ten Rings. Now, he he doesn't have a huge back catalogue of of, um, stuff that he's known for and directed, but he has directed two other films. Um, One of them is called The Glass Castle, um, which is an interesting film um, about a sort of a dysfunctional family, and it's it's it's. Um, I watched it with Maddie a while ago, and it's it's quite a difficult film to watch actually. Um, just about this, it's, it's, a, it's a long story, but basically about um, a sort of a, 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 a family and their their parents aren't. I think it's the same one that I was I watched where the the, the she um, uh, it's Brie Larson basically, and Naomi Watts, uh, Woody Harrelson where the, the kids aren't really well looked after. Their parents are a little bit weird and they don't okay. particularly look after the kids very well. And it's a bit of a, it's a kind of dysfunctional sort of family. Um, the other one is Just Mercy uh, with Michael B. Jordan um, and Jamie Foxx, which I haven't seen. But in both of these movies, we have Brie Larson. Okay. I think, I mean, I think, um, so Destin Daniel Creighton and, and, and Brie Larson are close friends. I think they know each other professionally quite well. I wonder if we're going to see a little uh, Captain Marvel um, oh. cameo in this, which would be I pretty, mean, which would be pretty yeah. bloody cool. I mean, yeah, we may as well, eh? So it, depends, I, it depends when this is set. I imagine well, that this will yeah, be yeah. this will be set in uh, as the most recent edition of the Marvel timeline, as opposed to Black Widow, which is going obviously going back before her death. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm I'm really excited for this. I'm I'm looking forward to watching it. I think the the design of the rings they've they've done a they've done a pretty good job of that transitioning away from the whole gauntlet. You know, we talked about this when we were watching the the first trailer. Um, third of September, so not that yeah, far it's away. Really either. not that far away. It's so, creeping up. So it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna hit there. I'm looking forward to Alex. Um, now before we get to, in fact, do you know what? Let's do it. Have you seen the newest Suicide Squad trailer? I have. Alex? Yes. Oh my goodness. I bloody loved it. Do you know why I loved it? Why is that? It was because we actually get the blood sport, the real blood sport story. He shot Superman with a kryptonite bullet. I love it. Have I seen this trailer? Have you not seen this trailer yet? Okay, we're going to have to bloody pause this so he can see this right, new trailer. Okay. Hold, hold fire, folks. Hang on, pause, pause two, it. Sh- two shakes. You've right. also got another trailer to watch as well oh, for moving Jesus, forward. Because right. okay. the harder they fall, okay. what are you going to do? It's a good bit of music in this. I wish they would stop bringing out bloody trailers. My God. Right. Where are you? Right. Susa Squad. Three days ago. That'll be it. Mm. Okay. So, what do you think, mate? Okay. Can't wait. Yeah. Can't wait. Can't wait. But raises an interesting question. As you said, with the Superman Kryptonite bullet thing, is this them moving away from the Snyderverse? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As I think in, it's a hypothetical Superman, yeah. Is, as in, we don't know this Superman, or does he kill Henry Cavill off screen? No, I think we just don't know this Superman. That's the, ah, that's what I got from that's what I got from it. But maybe you maybe you didn't get the same thing. But I just loved it. I mean, so so something that I loved about this um about this trailer was there's a song in it called Rain by Grandson and Jesse Reyes. And I thought the music was so cool. And I just, I, this movie, it just, I love it. I love the look of it. I love the whole, what, 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 what kind of dog do you think it is, mate? What, you know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, I love the whole, like, this movie is just going to be mad. It's yeah. going to be 
fucking bananas. I've never been so excited, Alex, to go to the cinema and watch a movie. I genuinely cannot wait. Like, more than Black Widow, more than Shang-Chi, this movie, and you know how much I love the first Suicide Squad, this movie, I just yeah. love it, mate. I just love it. Yeah. It's going to blow us away. Do you know who else I saw um, a video for, and I, I, guarantee, I want everyone to go and watch it? Flora Borg, who plays Javelin. Now, Javelin is one of those weird characters, total D-class D, D character in the, bat, uh, I think he's a Batman villain. He's famous for, he's an ex-Javelin thrower. But the guy who Never plays Flora, he's, he's, he's German, and he is hilarious. He was on, um, uh, what's he called? Who's the who's the ginger talk show host? Um, on the, on the No, no, the, 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 the American oh, one. Conan. He was yeah, on yeah. Conan, and it was so funny watching him and Conan go back and forward because he's just a very funny, like he was playing a part, but he was just oh, a very okay. funny guy. Um, I have to oh, look, that, look that up. Oh, I, this movie just looks amazing. And, and the, you know, I, I don't know who the main character is. I do not know who the main character is because I don't think it, I mean, peace, right. So that trailer would assume that it's Bloodsport. Yep. But then background would assume that it would be the Rick Flag or um uh, or Harley Quinn. Yeah. But then we're getting a Peacemaker spin-off series. But something else, I think even maybe Peter Capaldi as the thinker might be at the heart of this movie because he seems to be in both montages of the new and the, the old. Because I do think what's going to happen, so here's my theory, is that there's actually two sets of Suicide Squad in this. You've got the first set of Suicide Squad, which is the Captain Boomerang, you know, the, the Javelin, uh, the kind of that kind of you know those that the are walking guard. in front of the American flag, the old yeah, guard yeah, yeah, yeah. that with with Weasel and with um, you know the Mongol and all the sort of characters. I think what's going to happen is they're going to die instantly. Instantly right. they're going to die. Harley Quinn's going to pick up the javelin because you see her at the start. She's going to get captured. She's the only one who gets captured. Um, and then they have to enlist the new Suicide Squad, which is the Ratcatcher, right, King Shark. Bloodsport. That's how it's going to... In fact, you know what? I'm doubling down. Okay. We're going to see two different sets. It's not one entire team. It's the kind of the first team. They all die and then they have to get the new one in. Right. That's what okay. they're called. Fair. Right. That's, well, that's it's, it. It's here on the podcast for all eternity yep. you on heard the it. internet. You heard it, mate. No going back. Um, I, I'm looking forward to it, mate. Now, we've seen another couple of trailers this week. Um, I want to talk about two other trailers. Now, I don't think you'll have seen these. Now, one of them I'm not expecting to watch, and I'm going to wax lyrical a little bit about it. You right. can watch it. We can see. And that is, of course, Halloween Kills. Did you see the newest incarnation, the Jamie Lee Curtis Halloween movie in 2019? No, and I've not seen oh. any of the classic movies either. Oh, mate. Or anything is, of the sort. Doesn't it, interest me. It's Judy Greer, Jamie Lee Curtis... It looks wonderful because it's continuing the story. So um, for those of you who aren't invested in the Halloween-averse, apologies for this, but I'm just going to wax like a little bit about it because you've got the original Halloween movie and then the movies kind of go off into a weird tangent and they talk about how, you know, there's some sort of curse or whatever that he's, he's been after. But these movies, the 2019, the Jamie Lee Curtis, where they revisit the series, a kind of soft reboot, if you will, it's supposed to take place, immediately, you know, like following on the only the first one and none of the other ones are canonical. Um, so it's, so it's kind of like a direct sequel to that first movie, you know, set 20, 30 years on. Yeah. Um, and this movie is, is a sequel from that one still. Um, and I won't spoil what happens in it, but it looks like it picks off hours after the first one finished. Right. And it's a bloody cool movie. And it looks like a proper slasher horror movie. And I don't know you hate those. Yeah, yeah, do, you know, do, you, do you know what turns me off about, about this particular franchise, though? What? I very much question... Uh, 
horror franchise franchise that names its serial killer Mike Myers. Yeah, 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 baby. <laughs> Why would you okay, do well, that? We can, well, we can move on. I but I highly recommend everyone watch um, uh, Halloween Kills, the new trailer. I think it looks amazing. Now, before we talk about the final trailer, we're gonna have to do Loki, aren't we? We're gonna have to get 100%. cracking on the Loki. Um, what do you think, mate? If if I can be very honest, bottle episode. Yeah, a little bit. It's a little bit of a dead one. I and I think functionally it will be very, very important mm-hmm. going forward because yep. I think its only real function was to give us a lot of screen time. Screen time with, let's just call her female Loki, Sil- Sylvia. Oh, yeah, Silva. Yeah, or yeah Sylvia. 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 Yeah, uh, to give us a lot of screen time with her and to start caring about her. Mm. And I think that was that was the main objective and i suspect that it will have done its job um yes. under the microscope of a bit more context yes yes now i've got a big theory about this episode and then i've got loads of other notes that i want to talk about so i'll go with my first thought which was i had to pause this mo- uh, this episode halfway through it and watch something else that remind it reminded me of. Okay. What do you think this episode reminded me of? Something else in the zeitgeist that we know and love. What was this? What was this episode basically an episode of? Oh, it was Doctor Who. It was Doctor Who. This was an episode I of Doctor that Who. At the time, yeah. This was an episode of because we had the the Mummy on the Orient Express with the train. We had the planet that that everything was raining on, which I think was um and a Weeping Angels Matt Smith episode. Yeah. But the characters they were just Doctor. It was just Doctor Who. Yeah. Um, and as a small tangent, I watched some episodes of Doctor Who. And um, they're all on iPlayer at the moment, so I loved it. And I watched Blink because Blink is one of the best yeah. episodes of TV. But do you know what my most favorite episode of Doctor Who is? And we should almost do an episode on Doctor oh, Who. That would be see if I can guess this. Oh. If I can guess this, yeah. Um, it's what a do we weird get? one. What do we it's get? a we- if you can guess this one, mate. I'm buying you a Mars bar if they exist still. Right. But I am going to honestly. It's a weird. Okay. One. I okay. might have told you. Hang it, on. Hang I might on, have told on, you. I've I've told you it. You know it. You know it. No, I, I I feel fairly confident in my guess, but I feel like if I get it right, you're just going to be like, oh, yeah, I've told you that, I've told you that before. <laughs> okay, there, there's a split between two. There is a split between two, but there's one that just edges it because I think it's just amazing. Okay, Go for it. I'm putting all my eggs on midnight. Oh, you cunt. You know it. <laughs> you knew it. I've told you. You haven't. It's objectively one of the best episodes ever. It is one of the best episodes. It's lots of of people's favorite. It's lots of people's favorite. I uh, I I listened to one of uh, the podcasts that we listened to recently. uh, Films to be buried with. Films to be films to be buried with, and the guest was Russell T. Davis. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He he did this one. Yeah, he and he he did this one, and. Brett Brett was basically saying that it was one of his favorite episodes. Oh, I need and to watch. I need to listen to this. It was one of his favorite episodes, um, purely because it was just set in this one little set. And Russell T. Davis oh. basically just went, "Oh, by the way, it's because that it's because that was a bottle episode, and we had to do something on a really low budget on one set. And by the way, I wrote the whole thing in two days." It is one of the like, best Russell T. Davis, get out of here, incredible. you goddamn genius. Do you know the thing is, it's one of the best episodes 
not just of the Doctor Who, but just as a standalone TV episode. Because, do you know why I love it? Why is that? The Doctor loses. He loses. Yeah. He doesn't, you know, you don't know what the monster is. It's utterly terrifying. The knocking on the outside... They're terrified, everyone inside. Yep. It exposes, oh, it and it's real, it exposes human fear. And he goes, and the, there's a brilliant line in it. He goes, you know, what makes you so special? And he goes, because I'm clever. And they all go, oh, fucking, what does that make us? Why, why are you so clever? And you're like, he's lost it. Like, he's going to lose this one. Yeah. You know, he's up against people. He had to look to these people in the eye and go, I'm more clever than you all. Yeah. I matter, matter more. And then at the end, you know, spoiler for this episode, people die. He doesn't save them. He doesn't have the TARDIS. He doesn't... I fucking... And it just makes you feel... It's like it brings you... It drawings you right back down. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. We were talking about uh, Loki. But it was. It was an episode of Doctor yeah, Who. Yeah, really I was. watched that. It really was. I, I like the, the, the Nordic version of the portrait kid. You know when he's singing the song in the bar? Um, and he's sort of... You know, he's getting a bit tipsy and he's drinking. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I thought it was very, very good. Um, and I enjoyed the really impressive one-shot sequence where the city's falling apart. Oh, yeah. And, you know, they were going the, through... Oh, they threw the budget at that one. My yeah, God, they it's, really it's did. great. I love, I love how high quality these shows are, honestly. But I've got a theory, Alex. Oh, go on. This episode was all in her mind, right? This episode's all existed inside her mind because she says something... Justify. Yeah. So... She, at the start of the episode, tries to go inside Loki's mind and zaps him. And then she says something along, along the lines of, oh, I can be in your mind or you can be in my mind, but you're there coming along for the ride. I can't control you. I can control things around oh, you. Oh, do you, so do you think he flipped it? Well, I think, no, she's in charge, but oh. he's in her mind. Ooh. Oh, I see. In the same way at the start of the episode. Because you know how at the start of the episode, she's having the cocktails with that woman and they're drinking the cocktail. Yeah. And then you get the, the look on the train. They look the same thing. She sat having a drink with him on the train. Okay. Right. And I love and, this theory. And, and, I do love this theory. I don't think it's true. No, and here's one more thing. Right. Look at the person that delivered them the champagne glasses. I'm pretty sure that's Sylvia. Oh, right. Okay. Interesting. Go back to it and watch it. I'll, I, I will watch like, that. That's Sylvia. Right. What I would say is I love that theory. I don't think it's true because. I think if that was true, I think it needed to be resolved and tadad at the end of the episode. Mm, I don't know. I think this one's going to be going on for the next no, few episodes. And the reason I think that is because I think stringing us along, I think stringing the audience along for an extended period of time in a ruse, uh, and then at the end going, and then they woke up. Yeah. I think there's a lot of that that stings of a wasted a wasted journey. Mm. If you do it in one episode, then that's what that episode is about, and you get sure. the point. If you do it over several episodes, you kind of feel like a bit of a numpty. Mm. I, I, I suspect. Uh, well, wait and see, wait and see. But yeah, this was this was probably one of the weaker episodes, but I, I did think it was very good. And, and I, as I said, everyone's just saying Doctor Who, isn't it? It's just Doctor Who. Um, but yeah. No, I'm 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 happy with what we watched. Yeah, it's not been amazing, but um, I I, I like that. I think that. this I particular episode, but I think the series as a whole is incredibly no, yeah, sorry. strong. Yeah, 
Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right, mate. Now I'm looking forward to episode four and five. Yeah. Can I just ask you to watch one trailer quickly? Because I want to do this very quickly. It's the one that's just dropped. It's a Netflix one. And I think we maybe do it on the show. It's called The Harder They Fall. Hang on. All right, ladies and gents. I just watched that trailer as well. How great was that? Right. So I have I have two thoughts. And they're kind of okay. the same thoughts in two different parts. Num- is one of them one. about how no, 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 great no. Lakeith Stanfield right. is? No, no, no. Holy I shit, have to get this. Awesome. I have to get this out. So I spent the whole trailer going, this has this has Callum written all over it. It is wonderful. This has Callum written all over it. And then... Zazzy Beats. Oh, <laughs> Can you just let me do it? Can you just let me do it? Whoa. So annoying. And then Zazie Beats came on and then went, oh, that's definitely has Callum written all over it. Because he's absolutely You can't obsessed. take her away from me. You can't take her away from me. She's my girlfriend. Right, okay, fair. Oh, Annie Driselba and Lakeith Stanfield. Regina King, mate. Regina King from The Watchmen. Oh, she was she was incredible and she's smoking oh this is this is so cool and delroy lindo from um uh, from the five bloods i'm just like this is it this is the, this is my movie yep. I, I everything about this the cast i love every single one of these people individually and i cannot wait to see these all together dare i say oh my it, goodness could it, it's could, a bit, it could it top buster scruggs Oh, it's a, it's a bit Buster Scruggs um, Tarantino West, didn't it? It had a little bit of like a little bit of the kind of the jazz music kind of, and then some of the blood splatter and yeah. obviously the Django background. But it's just like it kind of had that environment, didn't it? Yeah, definitely, definitely. I'm uh, I'm so looking forward Intriguing. to this movie. Intriguing. I know nothing what? about it. I love seeing trailers for things I know nothing about. It's going to be cool. It's going to be cool, mate. Well, what do they have to do now, though? Now they've got to get themselves onto the Apple Podcast app, find us on there, listen to us there, give us a little cheeky rating there. Five stars, Mm. if you please. Yes, please. You can also leave us a cheeky little review. If you don't want to leave us a cheeky little review, you could rather cheekily tell us what your favorite movie is, what your favorite... Must be cheeky. Must be cheeky. Won't accept, if not cheeky. Or you can tell us your favorite movie soundtrack. We love to see, read, and hear any and all of it. You can also find us on loads and loads of other platforms that you like to listen to your podcast app, including the Acast app, actually, which apparently is quite good. And again, not yet looked at it. So there we go. (laughs) Good consumer reviews from us. Uh, If you want to get more... If you want to get more directly... (laughs) What do I say next? If you want to get more directly in touch with the show, you can reach us via our email address, can't they? That is motionspod at gmail.com where you can contact us and tell us what movies you want us to discuss. You can also catch us on the gram. We're going to start a conversation. We're probably going to stumble into some stuff. We're going to mention some things that we don't want to mention and we're not going to we're just going to leave yeah uh, now next week Alex oh and, and obviously thank you so much to our wonderful graphics designer KTC Graphic Design for our, uh, for the artwork for the, the, the show and I believe there's a, there's a promo oh, yeah, code yeah, yeah. for get that, yourself onto her Etsy store for your movie prints needs and mm. uh, for our some list- really nice for ones. our listeners only if you met if you enter the code motionspod20 at checkout you get 20% off which is rather nice fantastic um, next week what are we doing oh, we don't know actually do we? we don't know we're we gonna have know. to go back to the we're gonna have to go back to the email i think there's a few there that are percolating mm-hmm. ready for ready for selection mm-hmm. well thank you very much for listening and until then goodbye all right guys ta-ta <laughs>